8th of January, 1946. Mr. Sidney Stark, publisher, Stevens and Stark Limited, 21 St. James's Place, London, SW1, England. Dear Sidney, Susan Scott is a wonder. We sold over 40 copies of the book, which was very pleasant, but much more thrilling from my standpoint was the food. Susan managed to procure ration coupons for icing sugar and real eggs for the meringue. If all her literary luncheons are going to achieve these heights, I won't mind touring about the country. Do you suppose that a lavish bonus could spur her on to butter? Let's try it. You may deduct the money from my royalties. Now for my grim news. You asked me how work on my new book is progressing. Sydney, it isn't. English foibles seemed so promising at first. After all, one should be able to write reams about the society to protest the glorification of the English bunny. I unearthed a photograph of the Vermin Exterminators Trade Union marching down an Oxford street with placards screaming, Down with Beatrix Potter! But what is there to write about after a caption? Nothing, that's what. I no longer want to write this book. My head and my heart just aren't in it. Dear as Izzy Bickerstaff is, and was, to me, I don't want to write anything else under that name. I don't want to be considered a light-hearted journalist any more. I do acknowledge that making readers laugh, or at least chuckle, during the war was no mean feat, but I don't want to do it any more. I can't seem to dredge up any sense of proportion or balance these days, and God knows one cannot write humour without them. In the meantime, I am very happy Stevens and Stark is making money on Izzy Bickerstaff Goes to War. It relieves my conscience over the debacle of my Anne Bronte biography. My thanks for everything and love, Juliet. P.S. I am reading the collected correspondence of Mrs. Montague. Do you know what that dismal woman wrote to Jane Carlyle? My dear little Jane, everybody is born with a vocation, and yours is to write charming little notes. I hope Jane spat on her. From Sydney to Juliet. 10th of January, 1946. Miss Juliet Ashton, 23, Glebe Place, Chelsea, London, SW3. Dear Juliet, Congratulations! Susan Scott said you took to the audience at the luncheon like a drunkard to rum, and they to you, so please stop worrying about your tour next week. I haven't a doubt of your success. Having witnessed your electrifying performance of The Shepherd Boy Sings in the Valley of Humiliation 18 years ago, I know you will have every listener coiled around your little finger within moments. A hint? Perhaps in this case you should refrain from throwing the book at the audience when you finish? Susan is looking forward to ushering you through bookshops from Bath to Yorkshire, and of course, Sophie is agitating for an extension of the tour into Scotland. I've told her in my most infuriating older brother manner that it remains to be seen. She misses you terribly, I know. But Stevens and Stark must be impervious to such considerations. I've just received Izzy's sales figures from London and the home counties. They are excellent. Again, congratulations. Don't fret about English foibles. 
Better that your enthusiasm died now than after six months spent writing about bunnies. The crass commercial possibilities of the idea were attractive, but I agree that the topic would soon grow horribly fey. Another subject, one you'll like, will occur to you. Dinner one evening before you go? Say when. Love, Sydney. P.S. You write charming little notes. From Juliet to Sydney, 11th of January, 1946. Dear Sydney, Yes, lovely. Can it be somewhere on the river? I want oysters and champagne and roast beef, if obtainable. If not, a chicken will do. I am very happy that Izzy's sales are good. Are they good enough that I don't have to pack a bag and leave London? Since you and S and S have turned me into a moderately successful author, dinner must be my treat. Love, Juliet. P.S. I did not throw the shepherd boy sings in the Valley of Humiliation at the audience. I threw it at the elocution mistress. I meant to cast it at her feet, but I missed. From Juliet to Sophie Strachan, 12th of January, 1946. Mrs. Alexander Strachan, Fayoken Farm, by Oban, Argyle. Dear Sophie, of course I'd adore to see you, but I am a soulless, willless automaton. I have been ordered by Sydney to Bath, Colchester, Leeds, and several other garden spots I can't recall at the moment, and I can't just slither off to Scotland instead. Sydney's brow would lower, his eyes would narrow, he would stalk. You know how nerve-wracking it is when Sydney stalks. I wish I could sneak away to your farm and have you coddle me. You'd let me put my feet on the sofa, wouldn't you? and then you'd tuck blankets around me and bring me tea. Would Alexander mind a permanent resident on his sofa? You've told me he is a patient man, but perhaps he would find it annoying. Why am I so melancholy? I should be delighted at the prospect of reading Izzy to an entranced audience. You know how I love talking about books, and you know how I adore receiving compliments. I should be thrilled... But the truth is that I'm gloomy, gloomier than I ever was during the war. Everything is so broken, Sophie. The roads, the buildings, the people, especially the people. <laughs>